Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, Gilmore's.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's 11 to 1, two hours of feel-good vibes and great music heading your way. Sinead Brazel here with you. If you'd like to get in touch, you know I love to hear from you. 86 658 on WhatsApp and text. Here's Whitney Houston for you. Whitney Houston kicking us off this Wednesday morning. Want to dance with somebody? I hope you're feeling good. A little bit cooler today, isn't it? I mean, can we just get a happy medium in between the intense heat and what we're experiencing at the moment? I have a cardigan on today. I mean, like... Seriously, only in Ireland. Anyway, whatever is going on outside the window, you're guaranteed sunshine and rainbows and lollipops in here because it is all about the feel-good vibes on 11 to 1 with myself, Sinead Brazel. You can get in touch on 086 1800 658 if there's anything on your mind at all. You know, I love to hear from you and I love to play your requests and birthday shout-outs and celebrations as well. So do go get those into us as well throughout the show. Now, uh, I'm always, you know annoyed when I find out that somebody famous has been in the local area and I've missed them. Spotted this this morning. I says, oh, for God's sake, Adrian Dunbar last week in Carlingford. I very narrowly missed out on meeting him. I was raging, raging over that. Now, another famous face has been in the local area and uh, this is very cool. Actually, two local, two famous faces. This happened in Kells, the mighty town of Kells and uh, Carl Dolan, um, he was a, he's a, he's from Kells, sorry. And he went into work in the central bar in Navin. So it concerns Kells and Navin, I suppose. And he found an autographed golden ticket, right? Because uh, he got a note from Paris Themen. Who is that, you might say? Well, do you remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the 1971 version. The little, this little guy, Mike TV, okay? So Paris played Mike TV in the original Wonka. This guy, just for people to remind you. Sure, I do. You photograph something, and then the photographs are split up into millions of tiny pieces, and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order. You should open your mouth a little wider when you speak. That guy, that guy, basically the annoying Mike TV kid in the original movie, okay? So he popped into the central bar in Navin and he wrote on the ticket, he says, to call, thanks for the laugh and the tiny beer. Uh, And he signed off uh, his name and he says, you should Google me. So off he Googles and he was just delighted uh, to find out that he was actually Mike TV from the original Willy Wonka. And he says, "Uh, I didn't actually recognise him, but I've loved the film since I was a kid. It made finding out who he was all the more surprising. He'd been travelling for 18 hours and was exhausted so he asked me for the smallest Guinness you have. So he gave him a shot glass basically of a little uh, thimbleful I suppose of Guinness And uh, but this guy Paris wasn't the only actor in the central that night because apparently he was meeting another well-known friend in the bar as well. He was meeting an actor called David Coburn who turns out voiced the iconic cartoon character Captain Planet. 
So Captain McPlanet and Mike TV walked into a bar in Navin, had a thimble full of Guinness and left a golden ticket. There you go. There's Coldplay, something like this on LMFM's 11 to 1. Want to say a big happy birthday. He's 24 today, James Finnegan in Kilcarn. That's coming in from lots of love. Mom, Dad, Darren, Sarah, Nancy, have a great day. Hope you're having a fantastic birthday. 24. Mm. It's a long time since I was 24. Fair play to you, James. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Now, uh, there's a movie night fundraiser that's happening tomorrow night in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. It's called Love Yourself Today Movie Night Fundraiser and it's all to support the Family Addiction Support Network. And uh, it's going to be the concert film from Damien Dempsey called Love Yourself. Apparently, uh, this film centres around the music of Irish singer-songwriter Damien Dempsey, but also turns the lens onto his fans as well. So every Christmas in Dublin, crowds gather for a Damien's Christmas gig at Vicar Street and for many these shows have been kind of a cathartic ritual really a safe space where emotions can be laid bare so through the prism of the concert we meet Dempsey and three members of the audience hear their stories and unravel kind of their stories throughout the, the, the whole piece and uh, there's themes of addiction loss and also hope and positivity so it's part documentary part concert film Love Yourself Today. So that is going to be screened in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. Tickets are only a tenner, which is an absolute bargain. And you can get more uh, information and uh, the tickets and all the rest of it at the um, the Family Addiction Support Network email. So they are info.fasn at gmail.com. Or you can also give them a shout. They're on 042 Five two five one, and no doubt if you come on the night, I'm sure you'll you'll get a ticket as well. But it's happening tomorrow night in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. Now, how would you like to get your hands on some gorgeous summer reads? Guaranteed pure escapism through the pages of these books. I'm going to tell you how you can win very, very shortly. Also, fans of Harry Styles, there's a course, I know, an actual university course you can take on Harry Styles. More on that as well, on the way. 11 to 1. A listener has gotten in touch on 086-1800-658 with just a really serious problem that I think a lot of people can relate to. It's Martina O'Reilly. How are you doing, Martina? She says, is anyone else plagued with flies? I'm going around like a lunatic trying to swat them, but mother of divine, I'm after finding two of them on each other. So she's wondering, are they, you know, doing bold things? In my kitchen, she says, oh, look, the flies at this time of the year. They are a curse, a curse. Don't people say as well to try and trap them to kind of leave, um, you know, containers that they can fly into that you can then kind of cover easily. So maybe like a jar or something, like a bit of jam still left and they might fly into it and then you can, you know, lock the jar. But they do. You open a window and they all swarm in and it's like they're having a panic attack trying to get back out and you're opening every single window in the kitchen going, get out this way. Yes, we're all plagued with them. If anyone has any tips for Martina, I don't know about, you know, the other thing. You can't stop that. You can't stop nature, Martina. Uh, let us know. 86 658 Hello, I'm Harry. No. The best mix on LMFM. There's Harry Styles as it was and fans of Harry Styles are in for a real treat because you can now study the man. Oh yeah. Now I don't mean, you know, study him like in a stalkery way or, you know, study your posters of Harry Styles. No, an actual legitimate college course. Of course, it's in Texas. But like, look, if you're a true fan of Harry Styles, you will make that sacrifice and travel over there. A university in Texas has announced it's going to be offering a course based on the work of Harry Styles from 2023. The course is titled Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity, Identity, the Internet and the European Pop Culture. And it'll be on offer at Texas State University Honours College from next spring. So it's going to focus on the pop uh, megastars work, both in music and film in order to understand the cultural and political development of the modern celebrity. It's the first course of its kind, I bet you. And a guy called Dr. Louis Dean Valencia, who must be a Harry fan, he has announced the news on Twitter. He says it's happening spring 2023 at the universe. This is what tenure looks like. Let's go. Oh, come on now. (laughs) 
Uh, he also shared the course description. He says the course focuses on British musician Harry Styles and popular European culture to understand the cultural and political development of blah 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 blah. Harry Styles. You get to study him and his work. And it's a legitimate college course. I mean, that's pretty cool. Now, I'm all a fan enough of Harry, but, you know, if they had a course on Keanu Reeves, fantastic. Sign me up. That's what I would do. But there you go. Leaving cert students, your problems have been solved. Over to Texas you go and you can study Harry Styles. What sort of a job now would you get out of that afterwards? That's the other thing. I suppose job schmob. Forget about it. Harry Styles. You get to study him. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Getting back to our fly problem. Martina has a fly problem. She's looking for tips. Uh, They're coming in, actually. Thank you so much. On 086-1800-658. I have heard this one before. Vinegar and dish soap. A mix of vinegar and dish soap can help trap trap the fly. So what you need to do is it needs to be the apple cider vinegar, vinegar even, and a few drops of dish soap, okay, in a tall glass. Now the glass top has to be kind of covered with a plastic wrap, but you can poke a little couple of holes in there so the fly will get in. So just enough for him to get in and be attracted to the vinegar, fly in through the hole, uh, however the dish soap causes him to sink instead of being able to land on the vinegar. So there's one tip for you, Martina. You could try that one out. Uh, also, cayenne pepper and water. So if you mix it with the, the pe- cayenne pepper with water and spray this around the house, it actually deters the flies from coming in, says one as well. So that's quite interesting if people have tried that. Keep them coming in, your suggestions. For Martina, she's driven demented. 86 658 Nothing compares to you guys because, I mean, I tried a dilemma and you're straight in there with the messages. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Martina, Martina has a fly dilemma. Getting up to all sorts in her kitchen. Uh, she's looking for tips. Margaret in RD says, Sinead, a great tip to keep the flies away. A mint plant and a basil plant on the windowsill that'll keep all of those little pests away. I only heard of this recently and it really does work well. So Margaret has tried this out. Margaret, thank you so much. Plus, imagine how amazing your kitchen would smell with that lovely mint and basil. Plus, you can, you know, crush up the leaves and throw it into your dinner. I mean, talk about a great tip there in one. Thank you so much for that, Margaret. want to remind people as well, by the way, because a lot of people are commenting on the great music this morning. You are so welcome. I live to serve. And speaking of great music, we have our Back Garden Festival back with us again. It's all the biggest festival favourites on one stream. So you can listen right now on the LMFM app or on lmfm.ie. And this is all in association and big thanks to Harvey Norman and JBL, your specialists in sound this summer. I was listening to it. I actually listen to it every night when I'm making the dinner. It's a great one. You know, if you're like kind of want a distraction when you're doing boring sort of chores around the place, this is good. You stick it on. Great hits there. All on the one stream, which is great. LMFM.ie. Now I'm going to take a quick break and I do have two fantastic books here in my hands. One is Sheila O'Flanagan's latest book it's called What Eden Did Next and then the other one is a debut this is from uh, Catherine Mangan One Italian Summer would you like to get your hands on these summer reads of course you would I'm going to give you the details of how you can win after these 11 to 1 it's about time we gave away something on this programme and I have a great competition for you today. It's all uh, because we have word foolery today with author Grace Tierney. Now, regular listeners will know that author Grace Tierney is an etymology enthusiast. So she is a big fan of the kind of background and history around words that we use all the time. And she has some great words for us this month. And normally she gives us a mystery word. Okay. And uh, I don't like to give you the meaning of the mystery word just for a bit of crack to see what you come up with, right? So today's mystery word is spuddle, which I love. Spuddle, so S-P-U-D-D-L-E. No clue what it means. We'll know, by the way, if you Google this. I will know. So no Google cheating, okay? It's just for the bit of crack, right? Spuddle, I'm thinking, so instead of a puddle of water, is it just a puddle of spuds? Spuddle. Uh, Or is it... An Irish person with a love of potatoes who feels confused. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Spuddle. What do you think spuddle means? Maybe you know already. Maybe you're very clever. I will know, though, if you Google. I have two summer reads up for grabs. And, you know, any suggestion that you want to make for the word spuddle 
is welcome here. So we have Sheila O'Flanagan's latest book, What Eden Did Next. It says, uh, five years after the death of her firefighter husband, Eden knows better than anyone else that life can, life can change in an instant. Now, instead of the future she'd planned with Andy, she has Lila, the daughter he never got a chance to meet. And instead of Andy, she has his family. But then she meets somebody, someone she knew before Andy, and uh, someone who reminds her of how she used to be. But Andy's mother has other plans. That's a little description on that one, Sheila O'Flanagan. The next one is Catherine Mangan. It's one Italian summer. Can Lily's dreams come true on a sun-drenched island escape? Oh, yeah. Her long-term relationship ends. She flees her life in New York to travel to her best friend's wedding on the sun-drenched island of Ischia. Italy's best kept secret. Ten days of sparkling seas, breathtaking beaches and delicious food. Sounds like the perfect cure for a broken heart. That is the little description behind both of them that I have for you. Okay, but I need you to tell me what does spuddle mean? What what does it mean, do you reckon? Best answers to 086-1800-658. The funnier, the better. You always come up with great ones every time Grace gives us a mystery word. What does it mean? No Googling. You could be getting your hands on both of these books. Okay, one person winning both of these books. 086-1800-658. I can never talk over that high bit. Boy meets girl, waiting for a star to fall on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, you're a great crack. You're a great crack today. 86 1800 The messages are coming in um, about Spuddle. We'll get back to them. We will. Uh, Barney in Knockbridge uh, also has a fly problem. He says, Sinead, I caught four flies yesterday, three male and one female. My wife asked me how I knew the difference. He says, easy. There was three cans, three on my cans of beer and one on the phone. Oh, Barney, you're very smart altogether. Uh, David has also been on about the fly situation as well. He says, uh, I had two flies in my window at it. I left them at it. I came back and one of the flies was having a cigarette. Martina is only jealous. Says <laughs> David, we're looking for tips, people. Tips and help. <laughs> But your comedy is is great on 086-1800-658. Yeah, it seems like the, it's all happening for the flies. Flies get a lot of action this time of year. Let's get back to the music. Keep your messages on. Spuddle, what does it mean? 086-1800-658. Here's Florence. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the... LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Today is Moon Day on this day, 1969, Apollo 11. The lunar module carrying Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin lands on the surface of the moon. Aldrin and Armstrong walk on the moon seven hours later. And today is really to celebrate, you know, this huge achievement by us humans. So it's Moon Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's a picture of this. Addicted to you on LMFM's 11 to 1. News at 12 is approaching, but still to come. Grace Tierney has us in a spuddle with the mystery word. She's back for more word foolery. Plus, we continue our wellness series with personal trainer Aoife Bradley. She's going to be chatting about the importance of a good morning routine that's all to come. 11 to 1 with On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. Bastille with Pompeii kicking off our second hour. And I think we are in a real spuddle today. That's my definition of what this word is. Oh, yes, we are. Because word foolery is approaching with author Grace Tierney and for regular listeners you'll know this but essentially every month Grace brings us the weird, wacky and wonderful stories behind words that we use all the time and she always gives us a mystery word. This month the mystery word is spuddle and I'm asking you without googling because we will know what do you think spuddle means? Uh, we got two books up for grabs. One is by Sheila O'Flanagan. It's called What Eden Did Next. And the other one is Catherine Mangan's One Italian Summer. Guaranteed escapism in the pages of these books. We're asking you 
what she thinks spuddle means. Uh, Janie says, a mess after peeling spuds, which I think is fantastic. And if it doesn't mean that, I'm going to use that in that scenario. Uh, Caroline Burke thinks it's just a confusing situation. Another great one. Uh, this is brilliant coming in from Claire. <laughs> Regular listener in Dunshockland. A spuddle, a type of brain fog, but only for men, she says. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Uh, another one with the spuds. Anne from Drogheda says, when you drop a spud on the floor and they're flowery, like, you know, the flowery ones, and the spud mashes onto the floor into spuddy puddle. Love it. Now, this is different from Jay Feely and Ballsgrove. Something to do with the breed of a dog. Interesting, Jay. Is that a mix of breeds or something there? That could be it. I, listen, I don't know. I have yet to Google it myself. <laughs> but Grace will be joining us very shortly to reveal all. So if you want to stab at this, look, it doesn't matter if it's wrong. That's, we want it to be wrong nearly because it's hilarious. So whatever you think the word spuddle means, okay, you're in with a chance of winning these books. 86 658 My only rule is you're not allowed Google. Spuddle. What does it mean? Now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Game of Thrones fans will be counting down the days to House of Dragon. It's going to be on now and Sky mid-August. The team behind the show have given us a taster of what it will be like. I'm excited. It's always a little apprehensive when you turn your baby over to foster parents, but I'm involved in this. It's great to have Ryan, who's a great writer and someone who really knew my world. He's going to do his best to remain faithful to it. Chris Evans goes head-to-head with Ryan Gosling in Netflix's brand-new movie, Grey Man. It's going to be on Netflix this Friday. Chris tells us what it was like working against Ryan on set. He's wonderful. I mean, he's, uh, like I said, he's constantly committed. Um, he's a very giving actor. He understands that acting is a is a team sport. Ryan is very much uh, concerned with making sure you are also comfortable and content and happy with, with how the scene's going. Love Island fans were getting ready for the show's first I Love You of the series. Ekansu and Davide, it was between them, but it was an Italian. Here's how it went. This is it now. Like, this is where I was supposed to be with you. I feel like I want to do things with you outside of... You know the villa? So you've never been in Italy? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can say Tivo Yo Bene. It's like how I love you in a more of affection. Say it one more time. Tivo Yo Bene. I can't hear you. <laughs> Tivo Yo Bene. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I don't know. How can people be in love after two weeks? Now, come on, or three weeks. Love Island. Come on now. Anyway, more celebrity news with Eddie on the drive a little bit later on. And if you want your goss or your celeb fix, lmfm.ie is the place to find it. There's Human League. Don't you want me? On LMFM's 11 to 1. <laughs> Flamin' Eamon says on Spuddle, I was often called a Spuddle by my late mother. Uh, always when I made a mess, says Flamin' Eamon. I love it. Uh, Spuddle, runny mashed potatoes, uh, says Marie in Navin. A lot of people going on that kind of angle with the potatoes. Keep them coming in. We're going to be talking word foolery with author Grace Tierney just after these. 11 to 1. Time for another word foolery with author Grace Tierney where we explore the interesting and sometimes downright weird origin stories behind words and this week we're covering everything from Persian elephants to Greek goddesses in our selection and I'm delighted to be joined by author Grace Tierney once again. How are we doing Grace? Good morning. Lovely to talk to you. Lovely to be back with you again. Now your mystery word has caused a spuddle. That's... That's what I'm going to say it's caused on 086-1800-658. Do keep your suggestions coming in. We will get to them towards the end. And I have two great books up for grabs as well for people who, uh, and look, it's really the wrong answer is what I want. Okay, not really the right answer. Uh, the funnier, the better. 086-1800-658. But we're kicking off with paraphernalia, which I love because I love saying this. And uh, I think it just means kind of bits and bobs, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. And it's one of those words I actually say quite a lot, but I had to look up how to spell it. It's not really spelt the way you would think. You'd think there'd be an F for a start and there isn't. But anyway, 
we won't worry about the spelling because we're on the radio. But uh, yeah, paraphernalia. So I have a question for you to get us started. Who owns the most stuff in your house? Is it the females or the males? Oh, that is a tricky one. I am going to say that I'm a great clearerator of things. Oh, <laughs> declutter. Okay, very good. Uh, so I'm going to just blame my husband because he's not here and he can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, mine isn't here either and he would definitely say it's the females in our house anyway because <laughs> I, I do not clear out the clutter. I accumulate stuff and I've loads of crafts. So every time you have a new hobby or craft, you acquire more kit and paraphernalia first. So I kind of connect this to the women and, and from the dictionary, it is connected to the women, which I found very interesting. So uh, the the history of it sort of explains that a little bit. So some words are really only meant to be used in connection with females uh, and paraphernalia is one of those. It was originally a legal term in English from the mid 1600s. So it's a reasonably old one. Um, It came to English from medieval Latin phrase paraphernalia bona, which means paraphernal goods. And ultimately from a Roman legal term for the same idea, they borrowed it from the Greeks. And when you break it down, it's para, which means beside, and ferna, which means dowry. So the Greek words give us the hint as to the legal definition. So it's a woman's property besides her dowry. So it's items such as her clothing or her jewellery or her crafting equipment or (laughs) brewing, because often the women did the brewing. Um, And she was legally entitled to retain these even in the face of a claim from her husband's creditors after his death. So some things they could take, but they weren't allowed to take her paraphernalia, uh, which I think is actually quite interesting. That Uh, is brilliant. So so when when your husband is complaining about all your paraphernalia around the place, you'll be like, listen, I'm allowed to have this. Legally. (laughs) Legally. (laughs) I haven't thought of that. That, I'm going to use that as an excuse the next time somebody complains about how much yarn and fabric there is in the house. And yeah, I I have the Greeks are behind me. We have the rights. Um, And it is still used legally today because you will sometimes in a court case hear descriptions of equipment relating to the creation or consumption of illegal drugs. And that's drugs paraphernalia. So it is still used in a legal sense, which I find quite interesting. It became associated with the idea of equipment or a kit for a task from the 1700s onwards and it's given us that meaning ever since probably because women had paraphernalia for these different uh, these different things but now we've got a legal right <laughs> to hold on to our junk ladies of the audience keep your paraphernalia keep your paraphernalia love it now you're obviously a chess fan Grace our next word is checkmate now I could never master the, the game of chess yeah, I have to say, I actually can't either. I can lay the, the board out because at one stage I had to learn how to do that for something I was volunteering with. But I, I'm drafts. I love drafts. Check or uh, Checkmate and chess is honestly, it's beyond me. However, I would make an exception if we brought back Persian chess, okay. which is where we're going with this one today, because I think it's much cooler. OK, so English doesn't take very many words from Persian in comparison with other languages like Greek, Latin, Old Norse, German, etc. But I know I have discussed uh, Gazebo with you recently, which yes. was Persian and Paradise, which we did, I think, last year. So we do have some from Persia. And Persia and Persian, modern day Iran, generally. I think Persia was a bit bigger than Iran, but anyway. Um, So in chess, if a king is in check and cannot escape, they are in checkmate. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had to look that up. (laughs) The word entered English from Old French, where it was échec mat. And in modern French, it's échec et mat. Uh, the phrase is also in Spanish as Jacquimat and in Italian as Sacco Matto. So they're all very, very similar in sound. And all three come from Arabic, but ultimately from Persian, where the term is Shah Mat. So you may remember the Shahs of Persia. They were the kings or certainly the rulers. Um, so there's some debate on the translation of Shah Mat. Many think that it translates as the king is dead, which is literally true because the king is dead within the game at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's more likely to translate as the king is astonished or left helpless, which mm. I, just, I love that idea. Of this poor little wooden king lying yes. on the board going, I can't cope. <laughs> so, so that's what's happening when you're in checkmate. Um, and I had no idea Persia had anything to do with chess. I thought it was a more medieval, maybe Viking, all that kind of thing. But it originated in India in 550 AD 
but it was popularized in Persia. But the pieces of the chess army in Persia were a bit different. So you had foot soldiers, which I guess equate to our modern day pawns, but you also had cavalry, a chariot, and an elephant. I was wondering when the elephant was going to make an appearance here. I love that. Uh, Listen, if we could play chess now and I got to stomp people with my elephant, (laughs) I would be down with that. I really would. (laughs) So chess pieces have changed loads over history, but the Persian elephant was the one that really stuck out for me. So basically, it gradually changes the pieces. It spreads thanks to the Murat invasion of Spain and then spreads out to the rest of the Western world. So if you are playing chess, you're following in a 1,400-year-old tradition. But please bring back the Persian elephants. Yes, bring back the Persian elephants. I love it. And now when you do kind of, you know, achieve the coveted checkmate on your opponent, you'll have so much more to tell them, you know, as they try to figure out their next move. You could distract them with that story. Uh, Oh, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Iridescent. Now, this is a lovely descriptive word. Nice word to use in the English Leaving Cert exam. You know, this is the kind of stuff they like, flowery language. (laughs) (laughs) Throw that one in, get an extra couple of points. Yeah. Uh, yes, iridescence is just a word I like. That's why I looked it up. Um, so it describes anything that shows many bright colours that change with movement. So, so all the best examples are actually found in nature. You could have a starling or a kingfisher feathers, mother of pearl, the wings of a dragonfly. They're, they're, it's just a beautiful sort of colour or mixture of colours. Um, it entered English in the 1700s to describe anything that was rainbow coloured and it came from the Latin word I which means rainbow. It also comes from Greek, which was iris as well. Um, So the association with rainbows, flowers and the coloured part of the eye dates back to the Greek gods, or in this case, goddesses. Um, Iris was the messenger of Hera, the queen of the Greek gods. She was the personification of the rainbow. And Iris travelled along her rainbow with the speed of the wind to bring messages to earth. She had golden wings to help her on her way. And it's not surprising that she travelled with the speed of the wind because she was married to Zephyrus, the god of the West Wind, who gives us the word Zephyr. Uh, So they're quite a handy couple when it comes to adding words to the dictionary. By the command of Zeus, Iris always carried a jug of water from the river Styx. So that was the river that the souls crossed to enter the realm of Hades after death. And she would use this water to put to sleep those who perjured themselves. Mm. I just I quite like that little touch because I always thought Iris was like all beauty and rainbow but it turns out she was running around dealing with people that were lying in court (laughs) I love that I love that and the word has just taken on another meaning Uh, now this is a word that I love and I think you've definitely done this to us this morning with your mystery word Uh, discombobulate (laughs) uh, which means kind of disorientated isn't it yeah, I, I, I will take that as my mission in life, to discombobulate your <laughs> listeners. That. Uh, it's a fun word and so many people, I, I did this one on the blog a few weeks ago and everybody loves it. I had no idea what a popular word it is. Um, it means to confuse or bewilder somebody. So if you're feeling confused, you can say that you are discombobulated. Um, it's actually American English, uh, which I didn't know. It entered American English around 1830, originally spelled as discombobricate. Uh, meaning to upset or embarrass somebody. So it has slightly changed with time. Um, And it's a created word uh, using mock Latin suffixes and prefixes. In the mid-1800s, there was a fad amongst educated high high society types who made up silly words by compiling bits of just odds and ends of Latin to try and form a silly sounding combination. And discombobulate was one of those. It probably drew on discomfort or discompose, which are very sort of Jane Austen-y type words, um, as a basis for its creation. And before you ask, there is not a linguistic opposite of discombobulate. You cannot be combobulated, for example. (laughs) However, recombobulate may actually be making little inroads and trying to peck its way into the dictionary because uh, one of my blog readers uh, spotted it in an area in a domestic airport in the US, which was emblazoned with a big sign saying recombobulation area. And basically it's the bit after security where you gather yourself together and put (laughs) your things back in your bag and put your shoes back on and your belt back on or whatever you had to 
just divest yourself of. So I quite like the idea of recombobulation areas and I feel I need one in my house because <laughs> occasionally I am discombobulated and I need that space. I love that. And particularly after, you know, because it's a lot, it's tense, isn't it, going through security and you definitely are discombobulated, having to take yeah. all your metal and everything off you. And, oh well, my God. you're sort of mentally and physically a bit shook. Yeah. So I think we all need a space in our lives where where we can sit down and recombobulate for a moment. I love it. I absolutely love that. Uh, now we are getting some great suggestions in for Spuddle on 086 1800 658. Uh, Graeme says, Spuddle, it has to be a Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> Jamie. I'd, if I knew more about Pokemons, I could throw a few of those oh, in. I quite like I that idea. I love that. I love that. Uh, Spuddle memes are con- are messed or confusion, uh, says somebody. Um, Spuddle, a name, a messer by the name of Murphy. Uh, this is coming in from <laughs> in Drogheda. Uh, somebody else, a person from Spiddle while drunk trying to explain where they are from, says Anne oh, Murphy. Yeah. I love that, Anne. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, somebody else says, I think it's a bag of spuds in a puddle <laughs> so, uh, another person when the kids are driving you mad the dog's barking and someone's at the door you're in a spuddle well that would be the discombobulate maybe Helen and Trent yes. but I love that I love that lots of great suggestions oh you better just put them out of their misery what's a spuddle mean I have to give an honourable mention to brain fog for men I think we do actually need a word for that so we, we could <laughs> add spuddle to that I love the fact that everybody went down the hole it must be to do with potatoes <laughs> well, <laughs> I could have started that off the this morning with my kind of ridiculous ideas that I had at the start of the ah, show. <laughs> you started it, Brazel. Okay, we knew you'd be causing trouble. Now, uh, you did mention earlier, I think, that you feel that you might be in a bit of a spuddle today. Now, yes. I, yeah. Now, does your boss listen to this programme? Because if he or she does. <laughs> he, yeah, he does. What does that mean? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, you shouldn't have said you were in a spuddle. Today. Not, that I was take, a bad idea. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> it has nothing to do with potential. Potatoes. I, I have to say I deliberately put it in because I thought people would go down the wrong track with potatoes. Uh, but, you know, use it that way if you want to, guys. We can always add meanings to words. That's definitely allowed. Um, so spuddle is a 17th century word meaning to work ineffectively because you are. Yeah, you see what I mean? Because you're not fully awake or you're elsewhere mentally. It mm. describes when you are outwardly busy, but actually achieving nothing. Oh, I love that. I'm going to use that in my day to day life. We have all been there. Like if we're honest, we've all had a day when we've been in a spuddle at work and we definitely know colleagues that are spuddling today. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good word, but nothing to do with potatoes. I'm terribly sorry about that. Um, I tried to find out where it came from. It's very loosely defined. Uh, It may originally have been a short knife or tool that was used for digging up the stubble and the weeds after a harvest in Middle English. So it may have been associated with easy farm work. So not very productive, quite easy. You're not exactly killing yourself. It's not as hard as ploughing, for example, when you're digging much deeper. So it may have a, a horticultural or an agricultural route. But yeah, spuddle. So spuddle. you're away with the fairies, basically, and you should be working. <laughs> I can imagine teachers using that in September. Sinead Brazel, get out of that spuddle and do some work. Yes, 100%. That was probably on your reports back in the day, Sinead. Sinead could do better, but she is often spuddling during class. Grace, how do you know me so well? It absolutely was on all of my reports. Grace, as always, thank you so, so much for a highly entertaining and interesting word foolery. We'll chat to you next month. Lovely, looking forward to it. Thanks a million. Grace is brilliant. Oh, she's just brilliant. She has some books out you can get. Uh, the latest one is Words the Vikings Gave Us. You can find more information wordfoolery.wordpress.com. 11 to 1 to grand. All of your suggestions for Spuddle were just brilliant. Thank you so much for getting in touch with them. But our winner of the two books goes to Anne Murray in Newman's Mill in At The Boy for saying a person from Spiddle while drunk trying to explain where they are from. Thank you so much for that. We will send the books out to you and thank you to everybody who entered. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Angela Kearney Dental Care 41 Fair Street Drogheda requires an experienced part-time dental nurse. Please send your cover letter and CV to info at angelacarney.ie. 
Exclusive, it's spelled with no E. It's just X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E. Security Limited requires the following vacancies due to their rapid expansion in the Leinster area. They're looking for security guards, cleaners, security patrol drivers. Please send your CV to admin at exclusive. So just X, no E there, security.ie. Mizu Hair and Beauty Salon and Dock requires a beauty and skin therapist. Please email rachel at mizu.ie for more details. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Now we are returning to a regular feature that we started last week and we are loving this already. It's Wellness Wednesdays so it's just kind of you know, take a little bit of time out to think about our physical and mental health. And we're going to be joined by our wonderful wellness advocate, personal trainer at my studio, Navin, Aoife, and uh, Aoife Bradley. And she's going to really be talking about morning time, morning routine, the importance of setting up a good routine to kind of have a productive day and to have a positive day as well. So we're going to chat to her about her morning routine, what she does, how we can, you know, kind of introduce some of this into our own lives. She's going to join us after these. 11 to 1. Did you know that just giving yourself five minutes in the morning can boost your mood and lead to a productive day? Successful people often set their alarm very early, giving themselves time to meditate or exercise or even both before giving themselves over to the demands of the day. Oprah Winfrey, Michelle and Barack Obama, to name just a few, all wake at dawn to give themselves time before they tackle their day. Well, this week in Wellness Wednesdays, we are looking at the importance of a good morning routine. Aoife Bradley, our wellness advocate, personal trainer owner of my studio Navin is on the line with me how you doing Aoife? Hello Sinead How are you getting on? I'm good thanks I'm good Now we're talking about morning routine and you know when you talk about successful people like some of them I mentioned there they're all in the 5am club now (laughs) I don't know if I could get up at that time in the morning but what time would you get up at to get the most out of your day Aoife? Well See, my day would start at 5am but that's just because of my work as in I might have a class at six or I could have PTs. The important thing here is 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 that you're not just gonna suddenly say, Okay, I'm in the five AM club and your work doesn't start until nine. The important thing is that you pick a time within your day that you are going to do this forever. That it's not going to be for two or three days and you're absolutely wall falling because you're up two hours earlier than normal. This has to fit into your life, you know, so each person is different, you know. Oh, it's, my day starts at five because my work starts at six. That makes so much sense. So like, you know, if you are sort of, you know, supposed to be at your desk at nine, you know, even getting up at seven, that's giving you this bit of time beforehand, yeah. before the madness. Now, would you have always been a morning person or would you have struggled now to get up at five in the past? Well, this has always been my work and people want to come and train with me before they go and do their own job. Now, don't get me wrong, when I was a teenager, <laughs> absolutely not. My mother would tell you, she'd be dragging me out of bed to go to Loretto, you know. But since I've become, you know, this mature adult and the benefits I get from giving myself that time before my day starts, I just get out of the bed now. You know, I get so much from it and it wouldn't have been always through my adult life you know when Chloe and Ava came on the scene you know when they were young babies I probably wouldn't have done it Sinead because my sleep would have been so broken but when things settled down there I said I need to start giving myself the time they kind of were waking at around you know 8 o'clock I'd give myself that little 10 minutes 5 minutes it doesn't have to be a big long half an hour that's in an ideal world Mm. you know we need to allow this to fit in to our life. What would work for me, Sinead, might not necessarily work for you. Yes, this you know? is the thing. And, you know, I've recently started because I've, I've been reading about the benefits of even getting up a little bit earlier than normal. So, you know, at the moment, I'm a half an hour earlier. I just find the brighter mornings easier. When it was the yeah. winter time, it was about 15 minutes earlier. You know, I, I have that time to myself where I can just even sit in a room in silence, Eva, <laughs> and it's yeah. blissful. But I have started to, to do meditation, some stretches, that kind of thing. And the difference is unbelievable. So what are the benefits for you of having that little bit of time to yourself in the morning? 
for me personally, I'm setting the tone for my day. I would be the type of person that would be, it could be nine o'clock in the morning, Sinead, and I'm thinking of what I have to do after I pick the girls up from school in my mind. So I'm completely, I wasn't being mindful of the hours and the moments within my day. So for me, it's about setting that tone of calmness. Like for anyone that's listening now today, how often are you getting up the same time as your kids? Everyone's rushing to the bathroom at the same time, down, breakfast. And even saying that alone is already starting to give me, I'm like, oh my God, that's such Russian. Yes. You know, so that's the tone that I'm giving my mind throughout the day. Well, if I know, okay, the kids need to be up at half seven, I'm going to get up at seven o'clock and I am going to do my breakfast. I'm going to sit, listen to the radio, listen to a podcast or just sit in silence, Mm. you know, and enjoy your breakfast. I practice gratitude every morning because with so much going on in the world, I have to just zone in on what I'm actually grateful for right now. And that's one thing that I will write down. Like I have a journal, but you can get just get a copy book and write down what are you thankful for today? You know, and it's mm. important to just zone back in on that as your day is going on. But for me, what I get from it is I'm setting my tone for the day, you know, and I'm prioritizing my time for me. Yes, and this is so important. You can't be all things to other people if you don't have time for yourself first. And like you say, it could be just that little bit of moment of sitting in silence, you know, listening to whatever is going on in the room around you, maybe if you're on your own, just listening to that silence and being in that moment before the madness of, of your day. Yeah. Now, you know, and yeah. some people, you know, some people might kind of think, oh God, you know, the thoughts of getting up early, this is, you know, not going to work for me. But it's about like what you were saying there. It's about starting slowly and kind of giving, saying to yourself, okay, Monday to Friday I'm going to get up 10 minutes early isn't that it really and it's kind of smaller goals like if you're that person that you know has five different alarm times has pressed (laughs) snooze 15 times and then it's like "Ah, I have to get up for work that alone, you're, 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 you're already going round with your shoulders up at your ears and you're biting at the kids. Come on, get into the car. You know? So if you can be, if you say to yourself, right, I'll have my skincare done, I'll have my day makeup on, and then, you know, have that reaction from the kids whether, or your husband or your partner or whoever is looking at you going, why are you so calm this morning? Yes. Because I'm organised. Yes. You know, and it's so much nicer. It really Nobody is. Nobody wants to be going to school with an irritable mom, no. an irritable partner, fighting with the kids. Where's your lunch boxes? You know, it's just, it's nicer. And yes. that's how I want to start my day. Yes, and it's, you know? it, it has, it kind of, it leads on from there because the rest of your day will go smoothly. And the oh, other yeah. thing as well for people to kind of remember, you know, this idea of finding moments, it doesn't have to just be in the morning. It's about kind of, you know, throughout your day, whenever you get a moment, maybe it's in between clients, maybe it's in between calls, it's in between collecting kids. It's actually just having that minute to sit there in silence and to remember what you did in the morning to kind of yeah. set this up, isn't it? So you can do yeah. it throughout the day as well. Yeah, like, you know, words like mindfulness and all of this are, are, it's everywhere now. At the end of the day, mindfulness means living in the moment. Mm. And how often have you gone through a working day where you've just stared at your laptop, you know, answered the phone, turned around, instead of saying, right, you know, let's get up now. Let's just go over and look at that lovely tree out my office window or whatever it is and just... Give yourself that time. We don't do it enough. It's in this big rat race of being busy. Yeah. The hustle, are isn't we it? being busy mm. fools? Yes. You know, and I would have been a busy fool, you know? Now time. You know, and as Oprah would say, the best gift you can give yourself is time. And nobody can take your time away from you if you prioritise that. 
Oh, it's so true. It really is. And she is fantastic. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's so much yeah. wisdom from that woman. And she always goes back to this. She always talks about aha moments and different things like that. And she goes back to, if she would gladly give up, you know, worldly possessions that she has. You know, she never focuses yeah. really on, you know, the fact that uh, she has wealth. Her wealth really is this idea of taking time for herself, being more present within the moment. And that's what this is all about. Aoife, this is a wonderful series that we're doing. We're going to be running it uh, for the next couple of weeks Uh, I really do thank you so so much for taking the time out to share all of that with us today Thank you so much Sinead for having me again just in relation to thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions to me Sinead do I have have I time to answer even two? You do indeed yeah we've a a, a little bit of time yeah Okay, so I'll just do two questions that were sent in to me. Aoife, how do you keep yourself so motivated? Motivation does not last, right? Mm. The most important thing is every single day you ignite your why. And last week I got you to write down what is your why? Why do you want to do this? And that is my motivation. Going back to that, okay. Go back to that every single time, you know. And then there was another question, Aoife, how do I increase my veg? Okay, so there's easier ways to do it rather than you trying to load all the vegetables on your plate at one sitting. Okay, it can be a little bit more daunting. Yeah. Right, if we're having four to five servings of vegetables per day, within our day, let's try and grab a handful of spinach and kale and put that into your smoothie. Yes. Get a handful of spinach, throw it through your scrambled eggs, you know, eat some raw vegetables for a snack. You know, there are easier ways rather than trying to, if you normally only have a piece of broccoli on your dinner plate, to then add in three or four more pieces might be too much. Might be a bit much. Yeah. We'll have to, thank you so much, Aoife. We'll have to leave it there because I'll be late for news. But thank you so, so much. Thank you, Sinead. Aoife Bradley there. She's going to be joining us every Wednesday. I'll put a link on our Instagram uh, if we want to ask Aoife more questions for next week. That is a lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. As always, news at one is on the way. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, gilmores.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes-Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 